On this episode of Resi Week, we wrap up 2021 and look towards 2022 with our friends Amanda and Giles. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 309, The Virtual Year. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by FSR. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Amanda Wildman. She's the co-owner of True Media Home. How are you doing, Amanda? Very good, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And then we have my good friend, Mr. Giles Sutton. He is the SVP of Member Success and Sales over at Cedia. How are you doing, Giles? Doing really well, Matt, and even better for seeing you and Amanda. I'm really excited to be here. I'm just glad you mentioned me before Amanda, because now I don't feel like an add-on. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen, because this is this is our, our Christmas show, the wrap up of the year. So we got no stories, nothing, nothing <laughs> tantalizing because it's the last like there's nothing going on. There's nothing news right now. Um, so I, I wanted to kick this off with the, the normal things that we do at the end of the year. And I mean, I'll, I'll start with you. What was your what was your biggest story of 2021 when you look back on 2021 what is going to be that one thing that kind of sticks out in your mind as the most important story of the year oh gosh i think it was for me probably like trying to figure out and navigate this whole how do we get back together again thing um how did we deal with expo you know coming up how did we deal with um you know, just being around other people. I mean, we so, every one of us so desperately wants to be around other people, you know, and to see our friends. I mean, this is the longest that we have been without seeing each other, like, you know, face to face and, and direct having these conversations. And I think our industry is really, really hungry for it. But like, you know, we said it was, what do we do? How do we navigate that? How do we be responsible? Um, I know, I think that they did a really good job this year at Expo. Um, but you know, it's been difficult. I mean, we are a global association and how do we have those relationships and how do we get that information across without being able to have those organic conversations? Um, and so it was another year of that. And so I'm hoping that 2022 is where we can maybe start fixing some of that, where we can see each other more, but we just were having a previous call. I don't know how well that's going to work. Well, that's a bright point to, to end it on. Thanks. Um, this is supposed to be the happy, cheer, cheer, cheerful show. Well, hey, I got to see people. I didn't get to see you, but I no. got to see Tim Albright in person. You know, we shared a hug. I'm so sorry. Side oh, come on. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> it's fine. He doesn't listen to the show. He'll, he'll be fine. Giles, what what kind of kind of same same question to you? What was what was the biggest story um, of the year? Getting getting your old job back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone 
That, that's that's absolutely all the headlines, isn't it? That's the biggest news story for sure, right? Giles is no, back as SVP, baby. I, I mean, I, I mean, mine is kind of related to what Amanda said. I, I agree. I think 2020 was the the virtual year. That was the year we mm-hmm. all were kind of getting comfortable with everything being virtual. 2021 was us desperately craving, you know, um, getting back together again in person and actually, you know, experiencing live events and just navigating the year with all with, with different different locations opening and closing and, and just having to deal with that. But I think the overarching story for me is, which is related to that, is that actually, you know, across the board, um, business has been really strong for, for, the, mm-hmm. for the whole market and surprisingly so. And we've seen that um, in a lot of the stories this year and a lot of the um, conferences that have happened, that's been the headline is that, you know, with the CE Pro 100s and all, all the other groups, everyone is experiencing a lot of growth and um and at the same time that friction with the supply chain issues you know mm-hmm. huge demand because the property market pretty much everywhere is booming um that coupled with the supply chain issues so that those have been the stories that i think have been the biggest for the year it's just everyone's doing okay we survived you know thankfully um and as an industry um managed to navigate uh, a really really turbulent time but what we probably all need now is more time coming together, learning, um, educating our teams, focusing on, on de- professional development of our teams mm-hmm. and, and, and certifications and, and that really being, being the focus for the year ahead as we look to professionalize our businesses more. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'll, I'll add that to me, I think the biggest story that just kept coming up uh, beyond the obvious like COVID one. Um, which we're not going to mention because I think you got enough of it. Um, but the the supply chain, yeah. the the chip shortage, the the absolute inability of anyone to ship anything um, was was always the or uh, this year was definitely the biggest story that we hit. We almost talked i don't want to say we talked about it every week but we pretty much talked about it in some way shape or form once a month like it was the predominant story and you know it's it's still going on i got a i got a report this morning um that intel is saying that they're they don't expect it to get better till late 2023 and that's intel you know they're i don't know if there's a bigger company to throw weight around getting their stuff made than intel <laughs> they know a thing or two about chips one or two little things you know <laughs> heck they even have their own trademark jingle for them but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting matt though is our community i think did a really good job of coming together and like sharing like ideas and resources because when someone would be like hey i'm having a shortage on this does anybody have one of those yeah. does anybody know where to source this or where to get that and i think that's one of the unique things about our industry and about our community is how many channels we have to help communicate and i think manufacturers for the most part um when they realized did okay wanted to know they did okay like you know they, i mean when they realized we weren't just gonna rip their head off we just we just didn't want the date to keep moving so we're like we'd rather you tell us worst case scenario like first you know kind of a thing um mm-hmm. once we got that but 
But within the community, I mean, there were people passing, you know, like back and forth, like, hey, who can get this amp or, you know, yeah. what projector are you finding for this project? And I think to because people maybe did substitutions, like people learned maybe about different product lines, too. Um, yep. And so that's I mean, that's, I think, kind of interesting. You know, I mean, we make do we're, we're the we're the industry of, you know, we, we get it done. You know, we, yep. where there's a will, there's a way and we're going to figure it out. It might take a little longer, but. It is what it is. The, Giles, what did, what did you see from a, from a tech standpoint? Um, I, I know this year was light in new tech for sure. Um, but what did you see as kind of the, the, the biggest impact? Like what tech made the biggest impact this year? I think it was still carrying on probably from the year before, but I think it's just it. some of these trends take a little longer to actually become something that actually integrators mm -hmm. implement in their day-to-day -day businesses. And for me, the biggest one is probably lighting and lighting fixtures probably became an even bigger thing mm -hmm. uh, this year. Um, I think what I, I mean, what was interesting, what it, probably what it wasn't, which we predicted it to be, was probably the resi Marshall and work from home wasn't quite as big yeah. as we thought it was going to be. And that came up at some recent conferences. Um, and that actually a lot of businesses are actually trying harder to get their employees back into the office. And that being the approach. But um, but yeah, certainly I think lighting continues to be extremely strong. Um, and, uh, and and that really that that trend with fixtures and how that then leads on to wellness technology. I think there's been an again that trend. I think we'll probably see growing even more into next year. I would think uh, as as integrators become like central to a lot of those discussions um, mm -hmm. that, that 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 are being had when homes are being designed with architects and designers sort of leading with making healthy homes and how technology can be used to um, to let to, to implement that. Yeah, it's real good. Amanda, same same question to you. What what tech stood out to you as having kind of the biggest impact in, in either the industry or, or your company or your, your clients? Uh, with us, I mean, obviously lighting was such a huge thing. I mean, I, to echo that, you know, that was huge for us this last year. Uh, but I think for us, it's been developing our vocabulary um, as an industry because we've had a lot more access to online training not just within our own channel but within other channels so we've been able to add on and, and maybe talk more designer speak or talk more architectural speak or talk more wellness speak i mean cedia put together um the wellness or the wellcon their their wellcon mm -hmm. conference and a lot of those people were technologies that maybe integrators we haven't touched before we haven't worked with before and it was exciting to see like okay we might not necessarily like tomorrow dive right in on all of those like I don't know how much my company is going to get right now into water purification um, and, and that kind of thing. But I was able to build a lot of my knowledge base and build a lot of my vocabulary around that, that I have resources that I can speak intelligently about that and figuring out how do I as an integrator partner with these other things. Because I always think like the integrator, like we're the, we're the heartbeat, we're the lifeblood, right? We're the nervous system. We maybe don't have to be the expert on every individual piece, like the HVAC piece or, you know, the humidity or the water or whatever, but we are the ones that bring it all together. We're the ones that help, you know, provide all that reporting, make things work easier. And so for me, it was just a big thing of like, 
developing, you know, developing our knowledge base, developing our vocabulary, talking about wellness. I'd never spoken really about wellness before, probably this last year. Now it seems to be like one of those buzzwords that everybody wants Mm. to know, well, what what can I do for technology for wellness in my home? So. All right. I like it. What's your, Amanda, what's your prediction? What do you expect to see going into 2022? I think consumers, just as much as we were at home um, and we got educated, I think they were at home and they got educated um, as well. So I think that we're going to have far more savvy consumers and clients out there. Um, I have one client, uh, actually two, that came to me and their list of what they were requesting and the things that they were asking for are definitely things that it wasn't like, oh, I just want to have audio in my house or, oh, I just want you to figure out something with my lights. I mean, some of them are like actually researching, you know, fixtures or they're researching, you know, what can my house actually do? And you know, so they're coming to us far more knowledgeable. And so that's why, again, I think it's so important for us to really, as an industry, embrace the education. CDA has done a really great job, I think, with developing their education and certifications. You know, I've got to give the plug um, for that being part of that, but really developing that and raising the bar because our clients and consumers are raising the bar in their knowledge as well. Giles, what, what, what are you seeing for, for 2022? You, you've got a unique, just again, because of your, your regular full-time job, um, <laughs> not your interim full-time job, but your regular full-time job. What do you see is the, like what the landscape's going to look like for 2022? Well, I think this year we saw more, um, more M&A activity. I mean, the big one this year for me, I was going to say, obviously is <laughs> Snap AV and all, mm-hmm. everything that happened with them they've they acquired a distributor at the start of the year they acquired a, brand, a very you know acquired access networks they their ipo they became snap one interesting you know within their ipo how they um i don't know if you've read it but actually if you mm-hmm. look at their ipo they really feel like we're just scratching the surface of the scale of this industry and um, and how just just from their perspective how much of a percentage they feel that they represent which is not the majority which is really yeah. interesting and and this the idea of the do it for me integrator so interesting to see what how how snap what how that plays out into um into 2022 um with more with, with potentially more acquisitions um we're seeing also uh with you know azion and their tie-in with hdsn and also azion azion working with powerhouse more of those kind of partnerships forming as well but um i think you know again sort of what, just when we were coming to talking about sort of the, the, the engagement with integrators, I think it's going to be a lot more of kind of going to the, going to the integrators, going to the regional markets. I'm, I'm hearing a lot from manufacturers and other groups within the industry that are uh, doing things like, you know, uh, road shows and things like mm-hmm. that to actually go and just, uh, just because th- some things can't completely be counted on, you know, and actually just taking things more regional. And actually that's, you know, what we're planning as well in 2022 is, uh, is, is more regional activity, whether that's through our partnerships, um, offering education, in-person education at, at powerhouse locations, um, and also collaborating with our partners at some of their um, uh, events, but also our own regional events through, through tech summits as well. So I think a lot more of kind of going to the market is what I'm, what I'm hearing there. I'm, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how the community in general responds to 2022. 
because I think 2021, there was a, a very interesting dichotomy, right? You had tons of jobs that you couldn't get product for, so you couldn't finish them, um, which led to, you know, customers either understanding or not understanding um, or postponing, right? And doing, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that down the road. And then you also had uh, an understanding that for years, we, we've kind of taken the approach that we're, we're constantly in competition with the master bath or the sports car or the kitchen cabinetry. And I, I think if you were paying attention, you realize that in, in, in 2021, it was, it was fairly clear that you're more in competition with the trip to Venice than you are in the, you know, to, to, to the granite in the kitchen. They're going to get the granite in the kitchen, no matter what you sell them. It doesn't matter. I'm very intrigued to see if the community can can learn from from a business standpoint if they can pick up on the trends and the changes and the way their customers responded to them in 2022 because i think there's a huge opportunity there so i if i could just jump in yeah please I'm do. sure I, uh, so it's interesting you should say that because i'm not sure i mean i'm obviously i'm not an integrator i'm not out there in the field but i we've you know, noticed the the but I have I was an integrator. You used to be. Years. You used to be. Yeah, and worked and worked <laughs> for many. And um, I I think you know the us being compared with that holiday to Venice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it is that. I think it's the fact what what this has taught us is that um, we're more of an essential utility. I feel mm-hmm. like actually it's more that we're an essential part because people realize how it's needed to be able to work from home you know, to entertain. So actually, if anything, I think it's about our messaging as an industry that we're not like that luxury trip to Venice, that actually we are a critical part of home infrastructure, as critical as having, you know, a plumber or an electrical contractor that you lean on. So I don't know if that's, that's just my perception, is that actually we were in the middle of the pandemic, everyone turned to technology. Technology was the mm-hmm. answer. Our industry was the answer to solving all these problems of like kids being homeschooled, you know, having to have, everyone was on Zoom, you know, they had to have some separation between work and, and um, you know, and, and relaxation. So they'd have upgrade all their entertainment systems. And so that, and in doing so, we became one of the essential yeah. parts to a person's, you know, t- uh, home home requirements i don't know i'm interested to hear what amanda thinks i think kind of in the middle though because like i think yes we've become maybe more essential but i think the way that we need to describe it is we need to describe it as like the experience like what matt was saying so for example like that's how we get into the conversation because you're never going to have a plumber i mean i don't wouldn't imagine that you're going to have a plumber talk about the experience of your plumbing within the house i mean it's just kind of you know what i mean i want to meet the plumber that can though (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, me too (laughs) that That dude is my marketing hero oh yeah that would be awesome um you know again so that is you know just a basic utility that everyone comes to expect that you can you know have hot and cold water you can take a hot shower you can flush a toilet you know all of those kind of things so we aren't quite like that 
but we are maybe a little bit more like we can describe ourselves a little bit more like that experience. So we have to find that in between of how do we sell ourselves and how do we explain ourselves to clients? Because we aren't just that because if we if we bring ourselves down to like just being like those boxes, right, that are just there that people don't understand. I mean, everyone understands what a hot and cold tap faucet, you know, does. So they get that. There's not a learning curve to that. If we try to bring ourselves so down to like just being, you know, the utility and the needed part, part there and we don't explain the experience, it just feels like it could easily be a race, that they don't necessarily need us. We're a luxury at that point. So we have to do the job of selling, you know, that experience that it's going to last, you know, much longer than that trip to Venice or much longer, you know, than, than that, vacation to disney that you might be taking with your family memories or last forever <laughs> if yeah. hallmark movies have taught me anything this season <laughs> but so so we're kind of in that in between right so we're pushing more to like want a seat at the table to be the utility but we also are can i can i take it a step yeah. further yeah please the 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 plumber or the electrician right mm -hmm. they're gonna come in and it is an essential part of your home right? They're going to run pipes. They're going to run wire. They're going to give you switches. They're going to hopefully give you some lights. The plumbers are going to provide some fixtures. We can come in and be the, the backbone, right? Run some internet, run some Wi-Fi, put in some smart controls. Somebody is going to speak to that homeowner and explain to that homeowner that in this brand new kitchen you got, you're going to need a polished brass pot filler on your stove and a beautiful Kohler voice activated touch sensitive whatever you want faucet over your apron sink right and they're going to take that plumber's $100 Home Depot fixture and replace it with a $3,000 brushed whatever faucet right there's a way to upgrade that that electrician is going to come in and put those switches in and put in that ceiling hugger LED that's hideous from, again, the big box store or the electrical supplier. And come at me, electricians, it's fine. Um, but we have an opportunity to come in and say, well, you know, to both of your points, we can supply better lighting fixtures that look better, that, that show your home better. Like, if you can, you've got to bridge that gap of being essential, which is really important, and... I want us as, as an industry, I want us to be at the table and be viewed as an equal, right? I'm tired of, we were talking about this before the show as I soapbox for, for two minutes. I want us to be in all of those meetings as the technology professionals, just like the electricians and the plumbers who have to look at those prints and go, yeah, yeah, you can't do that because we got to run our, our, our six inch stack right there. So we need that spot. And then we should be able to come in and say, yeah, yeah, we need that D mark by the electrical panel for our network rack, right? That, that, that is, that is what I want to see. The extension of that though, is I also want to see the ability to come in and be like, yeah, you can do that. And that's the bare minimum. That's what you need to have. I like what Lennar does for their track homes is the bare minimum. That shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be that, hey, we can now come in and we can show you how to properly put a TV in, distribute something, 
distribute lighting, distribute control, automate things. Well, like, and there's a goal for both. And you, you see these things. I had this example. I actually, I got like three phone calls afterwards because I went on this little, I don't know, social media rant for a second because I was walking through I'm shocked. Shocked. That is my lane. Get out of my lane. Sorry. Um, no, we, we had gotten a call from someone who has been in their house and their network. They were struggling getting things working in their network in their home. And it was in a neighborhood that we knew the builder was doing the whole, you know, neighborhood. And we had tried talking to the builder before. And he's like, yeah, my, elect my electrician just takes care of all of my stuff. Sounds well, great. Yeah. A couple houses were still under construction. So before we go to meet this guy, we're like, okay, well, let's see what they're doing, right? Because it's the same people doing it. So they're going to be doing it the same way. And I was shocked because they had pre-prepped for electrical charging stations in the garage for their future for an electrical car. I like but it. There was, yeah, good. But there good. was no network infrastructure in the entire house. Amanda, you just need Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know everything runs off Wi-Fi? Of course. It's kind of like <laughs> sitting there and saying that your whole house runs from your wife, too, which may be accurate, but she has a limited bandwidth. She does a lot. <laughs> she does a lot, but she has a limited bandwidth. I know. I'm the mom. <laughs> but that's where us as an industry, like, we have to do a better job of the education piece of it. We have to mm -hmm. do a better job of that's how we get that seat at the table because it for everybody in this industry, it's ludicrous to think, yeah, I'd have a car charging station and I'm in a valley and I have no network infrastructure in the entire house. And to us, every single one of us, that's ludicrous. And we laugh and we joke about it. But when I posted that, all of my friends in the industry jumped on and were like, yeah, what an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And we were joking around, isn't that Wi-Fi? You know, can't you do everything that way? And then when I watched the comments, the people that commented that were designers, that were architects, that were people building their homes, they actually were asking questions like, well, can't you just do that on Wi-Fi? Or what should we be doing? Like, they didn't know. And sometimes sure. there's this level of, you know, we know it. But do we do a good job of explaining it to everybody? Because what seems so common sense to us, to these other people, like they really aren't getting it. And so we have to do a better job of that. I, I think it's, and I'm, again, don't bite my head off for this. Um, I think too often as a channel, we put too much of an emphasis on Cedia doing that work. And if I hear another we need a Super Bowl commercial. I will take her crown as the social media fit. <laughs> um, that being said, there is stuff that, you know, we expect our associations to do and, and hope that they can help with. But at the end of the day, this should be the job of everyone who's in this industry. It, but I'm going to preface it with this. If you can't talk respectfully, articulately, and respectfully, you'll notice I said that twice, um, to, to people, then just shut up and pull your wire and get out of the house. But if you can come in and, and eloquently articulate what you're trying to say and what people should be looking for, that's when you have an opportunity to make an impact. But when you go in and you blame the electrician and yell at them, and yeah, they, they probably suck and they probably did it wrong. We get it. It's fine. 
But that doesn't like, you're not going to make a friend. You have to be a friend to get a friend. So go out there and use projects when you're working with designers or when you're working with builders or when you're working with electricians or working with homeowners, just explain to them why you do what you do, why you do it the way you do it. And that way, maybe it won't help that job, but hopefully it will help the next job. It'll, it'll, it'll explain to that homeowner when they have their friends over, they're going to then go and show all of their friends, the cool cabinet with all the stuff and the, and the blue lights. It's awesome. Look at it. We don't know what it does, but it's cool. When you, when you hit that from a aggressive standpoint, they don't even want to talk about it. It's not that hard, So, but we it, need, we need to evangelize it. I was going to say, interestingly enough, I, just this last week, Matt, I got a message from one of my friends adam carolla has a podcast out there you know the comedian adam carolla um, i do he's got one about i've never like, listened to it i i don't either but <laughs> someone sent it to me but he had this podcast and they were talking about because he also does a home improvement one they were talking mm. about who are notoriously the worst people on a project that you, that you bring on and they said number one that they thought it was going to be electricians because electricians they always think that somebody else did something wrong or whatever then somebody said plumbers and they said yeah it's always behind the wall but they actually said the number one industry that complains about the previous guy that was there was the av industry and yep. they said look they said you have no idea what the budget was you have no idea and he was actually talking about an experience within his own home and he was like i didn't know like i thought i found someone that was like this good reputable you know company or this person or whatever and then whether they went out of business or whether he did another project and he brought somebody else in he goes they just were terrible about saying this is all crap this is all terrible and like just completely made him feel bad that he would have even worked with that company before or that he wouldn't have known somebody else and he said the number one complaint that they get is the av industry saying bad stuff about other people in the av industry and it was so the, sad to me giles you might remember some of this and we won't talk about the whole of it but part of it um, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, there's something that needs to be said for ownership in this. And we've talked about this in some meetings and, and stuff that you and I have been in a couple of times. Um, there comes a point where technologies change, things evolve. And, and to your point, Amanda, you have no idea what the company before you was hired to actually do. Was it wrong? Maybe. Does it matter? Nope. We, we, We've got a, uh, a dental client in, in town here and they had one, um, hygienist who was notorious for as soon as you opened your mouth. Oh my gosh. Who did your previous work? This is terrible. Your fillings aren't right. Like down the road. And then she'd try and sell additional work. Do you think anybody in that chair wanted to have that dentist do work for them? No, because they just harass them over all this crap that's in their mouth. <laughs> we do the same bloody thing. And it goes back to my previous point. If you can explain respectfully why you're doing what you're doing, again, most of our clients don't care. Like uh, the ins and outs, it really doesn't matter. They just want stuff to work. You don't need to bring the laundry list of these are all the things we had to fix. Just get in, fix it, make it work and let them live it and use it. They'll be happy. 
and make sure it's done right in the first place. I mean, this comes back to what you were saying just about the yeah. uh, evangelizing piece. And yeah, you know, uh, taking a, uh, as much as, you know, we'd love to get a commercial up in the middle of the Super Bowl, that's probably not going to be financially viable. You know, we do, uh, we do do this I'm going to start that thread again. <laughs> we do, we do, you know, this work is done, you know, by CDA through proxy with our, you know, with our integrators, our certified outreach mm-hmm. instructors. You know, we've got 700 of them now um globally that educate i mean just this year alone there was two thousand design professionals that were educated through our certified outreach instructor program that is the way and those courses Mm -hmm. detail wired versus wired that that teaches design professionals what the need for having a, a solid infrastructure network in in a home so that that really is the program where that's the only way we're going to get Mm-hmm. Um, design professionals clued up to this and, and things actually done properly and us not having to come in, in later and then upset everyone by blaming it on pointing fingers on other people. You know, we have the opportunity. No- I mean, does, this is the thing. Electrical contractors and, and plumbers and, and other trades are not the ones that have this opportunity to get in front of design professionals at that at the design stage. Yeah, they don't so, care. I mean, so... So that is that's our opportunity to get in there and make sure that so so I would really encourage everyone to look at the certified outreach instructor program because a lot of integrators have done so well with it and it helps the whole industry. Yeah. I, I just I took the renewal this last year. Actually, that was part of my 2021 training. I, I resat for the COI because I wanted to see the new program. Well done. And um, they're even making some additional modifications. And it does. It makes all the difference. When you can have an architect, like one of my biggest projects, like he, this architect feeds me a lot of work because he just tells people right off the bat. And sometimes that's even before a builder is chosen. He's dropping my name as being the technology person to develop his designs. You know, and so when you can get in and you can do that, it makes all the difference. And explain to people that there is a shelf life, right? On, you know, I mean, on their technology. Sometimes when you go in there. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. I am learning so much today. (laughs) You, Oh, I love you so much, Matt. (laughs) But, you know, you can do it in a good way, you know, and when you hold yourself, when you want to sit at that table, it's all about how you hold yourself too. Do you hold yourself Mm -hmm. professionally? Do you just make sure that you get things done and you get things taken care of? Are you known as the guy that's always complaining? Guy or gal that's always complaining. Yeah, that's the key. All right, let's let's wrap it up. Otherwise, I will soapbox again and get more hate mail, which you can you can send that directly to me. That's fine. I appreciate it. I totally won't post it on Twitter. Um, Amanda, if people want to connect with you, learn more about True Media Home, where can they do that? Uh, I am online anywhere at, at True Media Home on all the social media channels, including TikTok now. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Twitter <sighs> at True Media Home or my email is uh, Millennials a, these days. A wild man at True Media Home. I'm gonna get you to do a TikTok dance one of these days nope. when I get to see nope. you again in person. Nice try. I'll get you on a nope. trend. I'm actually oh. having Justin keep the borders closed just to avoid that. Just to avoid that. <laughs> just to avoid that. That's the whole reason. <laughs> I, I sent him a text the other day. He was cool with it. Giles, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia, where can they do that? Twitter or LinkedIn, the best places for me. Or if you've got a, any inquiry about anything, you know, Cedia related, um, member at cedia.org um, for our membership team. 
Excellent. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that fun stuff. Uh, thanks again for joining us today and throughout the entire year. If you'd like to connect with me to send me that hate mail, uh, you can do that at Matt D. Scott on Twitter. That will allow me to retweet it to all of my friends. But more importantly, uh, you can visit avnation.tv. You'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 